This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Thanks for listening to Primetime with Isaac and Souk On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Service Patriots is your home for comfort solutions for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash The Fan. This is Primetime on Sports Radio 1080 The Fan. We expect the best. We're not afraid to break someone. Do you hear me? Primetime is your source for the best in local, regional, and national sports. Go ahead and clap. Mediocrity deserves applause. Isaac Rob. I'm miserable. I had to get up at 10 o'clock this morning. Jason Sikanik. I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Primetime on 1080 The Fan. All right. Welcome back. Hope you're having a nice, juicy, sexy little Monday. And you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Hope so. I'm sure some people out there had a miserable one, but... uh... (laughs) Mine was pretty miserable. I was in bed all day. Yeah, Did Schultz you, was sick. You had the trots too? Not the trots. I'm still trying to get over a cold. I'm like, <sighs> yeah, not. I, honestly, I think I would have preferred that. I've been in like a, mm. a daze of, you know, Dayquil and Nyquil, and just I feel like I've had a fever, but I don't. So it's just been a fun, delirious, like, feeling the last three, four just days. Just take all the drugs, man, when that happens. Oh, I am. Yeah. I the, am. It's the way to do it. I take a uh, strict drug regimen anytime I'm remotely ill. I go right to it, just pass out, hibernate. Uh, coming up here this hour, we will talk about Ducks Huskies redo. Nine and a half. That's the spread. Yeah. yeah. It tells you what Vegas thinks. Yeah. Uh, some Civil War leftovers. We have, uh, man, we have so much to get to still here. I've got the college football turkey trundle mm-hmm. uh, that included another Iowa under hitting. When are you going to jump on board, baby? When? I'm pretty stubborn. Four weeks in a row. Although, I don't know. that This is all bets are off in the Big Ten title game. What's the over-under? I got to look. But that one scares me because, like, Penn State blew him out like 31 nothing. But, you know. Michigan's awful good. I know. But just I'm telling you, I haven't had this much fun arbitrarily betting something since Ravens preseason football. I can't stop watching Iowa football. In fact, I'm pissed <laughs> that they're firing their OC because it robs me of my opportunity to carry this into next season. I may take the under in the Michigan game just for the hell of it. We spoke a lot. As a matter of fact, our pretty much our whole first hour was about Oregon State and what's going on with them and Jonathan Smith. If you miss any of the fan, you can get it on demand via the Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com. 
slash the fan. By the way, so Michigan's favored by twenty three points. <laughs> if okay. that gives you any idea, they're I, I, this this is this can't have ever been a thing. They're favored by twenty three. The over under on the game thirty five. Wow. <laughs> so it just so it, it, it just wrap your head around that. That screams take Iowa and the points. Yes. If they're given 23 of the 35 points that they think are going to be scored to like that's that's the weirdest yes. set of lines I've ever seen. That being said, when they played again, and when, by the way, I will not take it. When Iowa play. played Penn State, they lost 31 nothing. So I think the correct play here is simply <laughs> Michigan in the under? The under. <laughs> Can you play Michigan minus 23 and an under of 35? Watch me. Why I've got money sitting around for my four straight Iowa unders. Why oh not? God. I'm loading up. Let's go. Uh, coming up tonight in the club, Baja Blast <laughs> has a new meaning. Uh, my son and daughter used to work at Taco Bell, and they swear that the, the most redeemable thing at Taco Bell is the Baja Blast. Oh, redeemable. Yes. Okay, so it's actually good. They loved the Baja Blast. Okay. Well, it's got a new meaning. Yeah. Um, but right now, the hot five at five. Hot topics, hot opinions. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. And hot air. It's time for the Hot Five at Five. That's hot. The Hot Five at Five on Primetime with Isaac and Sue. No, I mean it. That's very hot. The Hot Five at Five with Isaac and Sue. Brought to you on the fan by Victorico's Mexican Food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Online at victoricos.com. Number five. Number five. Number five. Well, no rest for the weary. Uh, fresh off blowing a 26-point lead in Milwaukee. Uh, the Blazers are back at it. They are now in Indiana taking on the mighty Pacers. And uh, nearing halftime. Yeah, don't look now. It is officially at the half, and the Blazers 65-60 at the half. They have the lead. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, it looks like Malcolm Brogdon has 15. DeAndre Ayton is 7 of 10 with 14. And Jeremy Grant with 13. Yeah. Excuse me. You all right? <laughs> Hold on. Your man, Reeve, he's got four big points. Doop, no threes yet, though, right? No. <clears throat> oh, no. One for one. Check that. And more importantly, did you see who's back on the remix? No. You're, not up, you're not up on your remix news? Uh-uh. I thought you were all about the remix. Uh, I've been busy. They uh, sent Scoot back down? Uh, no, but they should. He's terrible right now. Although he had a nice game against Milwaukee, by far his best. I think he scored like 11 points. Uh, Mo Harkless of the Re City, uh, the Rip City remix. Are you serious? Hell yeah! What? Yeah. Are you kidding? No. Why is he there? I think when they just they brought him on board, and then they'll go down and see if he can he can play it all and bring him back up. Well, I got to tell you guys, my favorite new Blazers era. My two favorite players, Malcolm Brogdon and Matisse Thybul. <laughs> what? What about? It is the Thybul Brogdon era. The era has become. I thought you'd be excited about Mo Harkless to the remix. I liked Harkless. I didn't think he was bad. The era has mm. become. I, I thought also I was. Also, didn't think he was great. <laughs> no, he is only on the remix. Nice little player. The St. Louis Cardinals of baseball signed free agent starting pitcher Sonny Gray, three years, seventy-five million. Most recently with the Twins, so he'll join. Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn in the revamped cards rotation. Somewhere Schultz is still livid because the Mariners have yet to do anything. He was lamenting to us during the break how the Mariners season is already over. 
the offseason is already a giant failure. I'm, I'm pretty mad. Even though there's like two players that have signed. I'm pretty mad. <laughs> there's, there's been no indication that they're coming out. Fireworks, guns a-blazing. That's what they need to do. I, I digress. Number three. Uh, the other guy that signed today, I know you're waiting to find out where Kenta Maeda would go. Oh, please, tell me. He's going to the Tigers, <laughs> where careers go to die. <laughs> Why? Why is he? I mean, money, obviously, but like... Well, Why do they even need to sign a starting pitcher? Well, you know, I don't know if you know this about baseball, but you do need <laughs> guys. To pitch. You do need someone to pitch. Yeah. You can't they have just... pitchers in Detroit too, Schultz. <laughs> you can't just break out the old jugs machine. <laughs> Double A, triple A guys, whatever. You don't Going have to pay them twenty four mil. Uh, Oregon up one spot to fifth in the AP uh, top twenty five this week. They pass Ohio State. Uh, the college football playoff rankings will be out tomorrow. The Ducks open as almost a nine-point favorite in the Pac-12 title game against number three Washington. I've seen it nine and a half at places. <clears throat> that game will be here on the fan uh, Friday. Uh, that game will also go a long way in determining the Heisman winner. Voting for the Heisman ends, and the finalists will be announced one week from to Dizzle. Yeah, they said today the ballots went out. So if you're a Heisman voter, you have them, but you don't have to cast it. And hopefully people stick around and, and watch Bo play. I'm not sure how many people on a national basis have seen him play. And no offense to Jaden Daniels, but to Bo Nix is your Heisman Trophy winner. Just Penix, to me, isn't even in consideration anymore. <clears throat> Frank Reich has been fired by the Carolina Panthers after a 1-10 start. Uh, the Seahawks uh, OC Shane Waldron is among the candidates to replace him. Yeah. Um, turns out, Everyone that loved Frank Reich, uh, he's been fired now two years in a row midseason. That's going to be a blemish on the old did CV. Uh, Schultz, did you ever find that list? I was trying to. No, I, I ADHD'd myself. Let me let me go back and uh, look at the article again. Sorry. Schultz, all over it today. Yeah, it's a, it's a rough go. And if you've seen Carolina's offense, and more importantly, if you've seen Bryce Young, yikes. I, I don't know whose fault that is. Maybe Bryce can't play. Maybe it's Frank. They don't have an O-line. They don't have playmakers. But... I feel bad for him watching him play. He's He has no chance out there. Yeah, they're hard to watch. Yes. You shouldn't watch them. Uh, I, I find myself checking it out just because I want to see Bryce Young, and it's it's not good, considering they moved up to get him and gave up their best receiver. Chicago's sitting around smiling right now because they get Carolina's pick. Well, And their coach, Frank Welder, ex-coach, didn't actually want Bryce Young. It was known that he wanted C.J. Stroud, and uh, at this point, he looks like the correct uh, one. Yeah, you knew Reich was going down when, uh, didn't he talk about the owner meddling? Like, Yeah, he said early on they would have weekly meetings to discuss things, and he was like, no, it's great to have an owner with such input. I, yeah, <laughs> fired. <clears throat> Two top candidates are emerging to replace Jonathan Smith at Oregon State. If you didn't know, he took the Michigan State job. Uh, linebackers coach Trent Bray, of course, the former Beaver linebacker, and uh, former Beaver's offensive coordinator under Mike Riley and former Wisconsin head coach Paul Christ. He's most recently been an analyst at Texas. Yeah, and he did a really nice job at Wisconsin. Like, you know, people look at it. This was his time in, in Wisconsin. He went 10 and 3, 11 and 3, 13 and 1, 8 and 5, 10 and 4, and then they had the 4 and 3 year, 9 and 4, and then 2 and 3, and they canned him. Like, I know everyone wants Bray. Um, there's a hashtag with a bunch of the players uh, play for Bray. So I get why, you know, people are, are, are going down the, the the younger coach and, you know, legacy there. His dad, you know, coached there. He played there. But especially with this being such a big hire, I kind of like the idea of having someone that's been around the block a little bit to kind of usher you through these next couple seasons because 
it's it's going to be a rough go. So we'll see what happens. But it, it feels like I was listening to uh, Angie Machado, who was on with uh, Dirt and Sprague, and and she was hearing that uh, that that Bray is the is the front runner in all this. But they got to do something soon because transfer portal December fourth. Uh, As for the transfer portal, you have three quarterbacks going in today: uh, Texas Tech's Tyler Shuck. Kansas State's Will Howard and Mississippi State's Will Rogers. And by the way, uh, Jeff Libby, who's the Lebby, Lebby. What did I say, Libby? Jeff Lebby. Um, he was the the Bryles' uh, son-in-law. He's the new coach in Mississippi State. He was photographed today walking around Starksville with Arch Manning. Well, my my my. So, there you go. Nice. All right, uh, Victorico's Mexican food, the most popular burrito spot in Oregon. Order now at victoricos.com. Ducks. Huskies, next on The Fan. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. All right, well, these two teams were careening toward this for several weeks, and it worked out. Washington will play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday. Man, juicy stuff. Uh, the Huskies. <laughs> well, I mean, they're, they're here. Somebody please tell me what Washington fan feels about this team. <sighs> um, Undefeated season. Yeah. But like cardiac kids, right? They have to be giving them heart attacks. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm friends with a couple diehard Huskies and I will say that they are thoroughly enjoying it. No team in the PAC 12 has ever gone undefeated. Washington's the first. And so I think they're f- from my understanding, they're holding on to the idea of maybe this is team of destiny type stuff, kind of TCU. You just find a way to do it. And even though it's not pretty, but I think deep down, every Washington fan is terrified of what's <laughs> coming this week. And outside of some false bravado, I, I think they, I think they know deep down what their mind is telling them that this is going to be. But at the same time, they've won two years in a row. They beat them at, at, at Oregon. They beat them at UW. And they keep finding ways to, to to win. And, you know, people said this last year with TCU that, like, when they played Michigan, like, oh, well, you know, now you're, you're, you're going to get drilled. And finally, you know, you don't, you don't look that good. You lost to Kansas State. And, you know, sometimes funky stuff happens. And, and as good as Oregon has looked... You know, what were we saying just a week ago against Oregon State? You know, they've yet to win some of these big, crucial games, and they blew out Oregon State. 
weird things happen in rivalry games. Weird things well, happen championship week. I don't know why anybody wouldn't think it would be a good game. I mean, well, Vegas doesn't. Well, nine is not that nine big. and a half. Well, I know, but it's not that big. It's pretty big. I mean, it's big for Oregon, Washington, considering how close the, their games have been the last. Think about years. this: that's a twelve and zero team. 12 and 0, yeah. first one I ever. Know. The number three team in the country that just got done beating you already in the regular season, and you're a nine and a half point favorite. Look, I trust get me, it. everyone thinks the same thing here. Uh, well, I, I don't. I'm not everyone. <laughs> I'm no sheep. Are you going to take UW in the points? No, probably not. Yeah. I don't know. Although I will say, um, I have a fun Dan Lanning fact for you. Talking with his helmet out there. <laughs> um, I looked this up because I just kept cashing. You know, tickets. Yeah. On the Ducks. Um, he, is, you know, what his record is against the spread at Oregon since the Georgia loss. What do you got? Seventeen six and one. It's pretty tasty, Dan Lanning, and that's why. The, see, these numbers. The numbers are high because Oregon is kicking everyone's ass, and sure. it's almost like. They can't make these numbers high enough yeah. because people are just going to keep betting Oregon. Well, they should. And that was true. I mean, the, the Oregon State game, the number was 14. And we thought, wow, that's enormous. Well, yeah. they covered that one. So yeah. they, so these numbers keep going higher until they get a recalibration. And this very – don't act like this could not be the recalibration. I mean, I, I mean some of this – I get it. Washington is is weird. This is a, this is a, a strange undefeated team. But, my God – that's a damn good football team. Yep. They find ways to win games. They're in every game. I I don't I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility at all that this is another field goal or touchdown game. I mean, a 9 is not a it's it's a huge number comparatively, but it's not a huge number in the grand scheme of things. So I I just think what's weird about this is how these two teams have gone about their business since they played. I mean, Think back to that game where they played. We thought, oh, these two teams are neck and neck, right? Yep. And they were. They they played to a field goal, a missed field goal to tie the game at the end. Another three-point difference. It's like, man, these two teams are the same team. Right. Okay. Five games have happened since. Six, I think. Uh, six. Sorry. Six games have happened since. Uh, five of them were against common opponents, okay? Mm -hmm. Arizona State, Oregon State, USC, Utah, and Washington. And these numbers uh, come courtesy of our dear P1 show contributor, P1 Scott. Okay. Uh, the Ducks have outscored the common five opponents by 112 points. Ooh. The pretty Huskies pretty good. <laughs> have outscored those same five opponents by 30 points. Yeah. The Ducks have rushed for 783 yards and passed for another almost 1,800 yards. Um, they've given up 393 yards rushing and only 1,300 yards passing. That is a positive uh, yard differential of plus 862. The Huskies, again, this is against the same five teams, a negative differential of minus 41 yards. They were outgained, wow. the Huskies, by those five teams combined. I can't make a single argument... And again, I'll say it at the start of the year. I said Oregon UW in the Pac-12 title game had UW winning the whole thing. And even up until they they went and played, I picked UW in that game. I can't make a football argument. I can't sit here and give you one thing and put on my football brain and having watched every UW game and having watched every Oregon game this year, I can't give you a single argument 
why UW will win this game. Not a single one. And yet they beat them two years in a row. row. But I look back, so six weeks after they played Oregon. And by the way, I still contend that when this season's over, we will find out that Michael Penix has something seriously wrong with him. I don't, I, I, and maybe I'm, I'm out in left field, but I talked about this earlier. Penix in his first six games, uh, to do 72 percent, 2300 yards, 20 touchdowns, three picks, and 190 passer rating. And that includes the Oregon game, where in the second half, he didn't look the same. He got hit in the, uh, in, in the ribs, sternum somewhere in there. He went into the medical tent, came out, didn't look good for a couple series. And then they had the one at the end where he, he made the play to Adunze, and thanks for coming. Since then, he is completing 59% of his passes uh, for only 1,500 yards, 12 touchdowns, and five picks. He's not the same quarterback. And by the way, I actually think their run game, and by the way, they're really beat up too. Their running back is beat up. Their defense is beat up. Uh, their D-line, uh, ZTF, uh, went out. Their big nose tackle, uh, 91, who's an absolute beast, he's been in and out of the lineup. They're kind of doing the attrition thing, and I think this is kind of what happened with Oregon State. I think Oregon State wore down. I don't think they had enough bodies. Oregon is deep and can cycle through guys. So I think Washington is beat up. Penix doesn't look the same, and I contend that when this season's over, we're going to find out something is wrong with him. I don't buy the, he was so emotional that he put his head inside the, the 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 trunk and couldn't watch. And then afterwards, someone protected him so no one got around him, and they put a, a jacket over him and walked him out. No celebrating, no high fives, nothing from his teammates. And then afterwards, in his press conference, when someone asked him about getting hit real hard by, uh, I think it was Ron Stone, taking a bad shot, and did that affect you? He's like, what are you talking about? I, I, I never got hit hard. Was very defensive about even acknowledging that he got hit. Something's going on. And so when you look at that, I actually think their run game has improved. Their defense is playing timely. But still, they squeaked by Arizona State. Very lucky. Stanford. If 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 Stanford makes a play or two, remember, Stanford was driving. Stanford was driving, and then they had the penalty. Like Stanford could have closed out that game, right? And we know the USC game was bananas. Utah, right down to the end. Oregon State, right down to the end. And Washington State, right down to the end. They haven't looked good in one game in six weeks. In fact, the only two games that their offense looked good are probably Stanford and SC. Those are the only two games. And by the way, we look at those two defenses, they're god-awful. So when I look at a beat-up team physically across the board, possibly with a quarterback who hasn't played good in six weeks, that are finding ways to win, and God bless them, that is a uber-talented team. And I, I still think championship games are done. They already beat them once. I get the argument that Washington should be in regardless because of, of what they've done during the regular season. But I can't sit here and tell you where I think they have an advantage other than Washington's receivers are better than Oregon's DBs. They proved it in the first game. They're just they're better. But if, if Penix can't get him the ball, and when you watch him throw, he is not on time. He's not on rhythm. The mechanics are funky, and he's not being accurate with the ball. He just isn't. And by the way, this is with an improved run game and an O-line that's playing lights out. They're giving him all kinds of time, and he's still not accurate with the ball. So I don't know where I look at this other than saying UW has beat him two years in a row, and maybe this is just a tough matchup for Oregon. But from an X's and O's standpoint, I can't give you one single matchup um, outside of, again, I, that, it's a lie. The one I'll give you is their receivers. That's but a you, big one. But you got to get someone that, that, that gets them the ball. And right now, Penix is not doing that at a good clip. Their offense is down to ninth. I remember when they played originally, it was the best offense in the country. It was. 
Uh, it's down to ninth statistically. Oregon's up to third. Yeah. So Oregon actually has the better offense now. Watch when Penix throws. Watch how many balls are. Go back and watch the last three or four games and watch how many are actual good throws. No, he's throwing a lot more ducks now. It it doesn't look good. Against Washington State, the last drive that they had, two of those balls should have been intercepted. They just should have. Yeah, he's hurt. Something, something's wrong. And and luckily with Polk, Adunze and, Adunze and Franklin, this is a whole other conversation. As good as Marvin Harrison Jr. is, I'm not taking anything away from him. Troy Franklin and Adunze are as good as anyone in the country. Those guys are absolute beasts. And right now, Washington's offense is... To just throw it to Ndunze and let him go make plays. <clears throat> we also forget that they they were one weird reverse play to Ndunze from losing the game to Washington State. Which, by the way, apparently that was an option play. Penix made the read and decided to flip that reverse to him on a little fly sweep. Freaking incredible. But right now, they are living on the back of Polk and Ndunze, and it's not Penix... It's not, and Dylan Johnson has been huge for him, and he's beat up now <sighs> with a bad foot. It was a ballsy, ballsy call there. Whew. By Kalen DeBoer. And meanwhile, like DeBoer. and meanwhile, Oregon just is steamrolling people. I honestly think right now, if if you if you if you had to ask me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, I would have never thought I'd be saying it this time of the year. I think Oregon blows them out. Mm. I, I I think they get rolled. All right. Well, um, the game will be on the fan on Friday. Yeah. I don't know if you know that. We have the game right here. Yeah. No us. All yeah. the post game show though. Oh, cool. Schultze will be on the postgame. You know, like, if there's ever a, a time to preempt us, it would be that. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a big That's a big one. This, this, ah! this is huge. I mean, if huge. you think about, yeah, just think about everything. It's the last year of the Pac-12. It's the Pac-12! It's the championship for the Pac-12. It's a rivalry game uh, with revenge on the Ducks' mind, right? It's for the Heisman, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Although I think Penix may have already eliminated himself. I think yeah, Daniels, but if he has a big game, he, yeah, he can get right back in Right that. back in it. What else? Oh, and it's for a trip to the college football playoff. Yeah. My God. <laughs> this is awesome. It's bananas. This is everything you could want. I just, I, I wish Washington looked better. I wish that they were healthy and that we got two yeah. Well, don't sides. be surprised, like somebody said on the text line, the Vancouver Ford text line, your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Uh, they are a lesson each week. What did they? I forgot. Uh, I lost it. Oh, no, they said UW uh, always does seem to play up or play down to their opponents. They are a wild tale of what not to expect. <laughs> sure. And, and there is a little bit of that. It's like, yep. you know, write them off at your own risk. I totally get what you're saying about them, but... Oh, man. Man. With 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 their O line, this could be a barn burner. If Penix takes the needle, drugs him up real well, and with because McMillan's back, and as he gets more comfortable, a healthy Penix, that O line, and those three receivers, if that is healthy, they can beat anyone in the country because that's the best quarterback receiving combo in the country when healthy. I just again, I I. I I just They're go to. A for proposals. I truly <laughs> believe that when it's all My said bad. and done, we get the he's been dealing with this all year. Yeah. Well, right. since the Oregon game. Coming up next, it is time for our college football turkey trundle. Here is Schultze. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Prime time with Isaac and Sue on 1080 The Fan. They're just reading the commentary of Washington's OC, mm-hmm. uh, who said that um, Washington State had a lot of their signals. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, that's where we're doing this now. <laughs> what? That's the that's the reason why Grubbs Grubbs saying they had their signals. Yeah, he, that's why he, their well, offense didn't work. Oh, I don't know if he's saying that. He's just saying. Uh, I'll just read you his quotes from the Seattle Times. He said while discussing Saturday's game. Grubb stated matter-of-factly that I know Washington State had gotten some of our calls and some of our signals and things like that, so we're making some adjustments to that this week to make sure that doesn't happen again. Okay. We tell the kids, hey, we'll take care of that. You just take care of the play. Yeah, that doesn't equate to eight for 18 of 33 for 204 yards against a defense that has been trashed all year. No, I just thought that was interesting that, you yeah. know, yeah. in this whole day and age of Sign stealing. Yeah, Jim well, Harbaugh. And... Again, remember, sign stealing, not illegal. Sign stealing the way Michigan did it, yeah. very much illegal. 100%. So. 100%. Uh, but anyway, he went on to say that uh, uh, basically if you look at the two previous wins, Washington over Oregon, he said their receivers are just going to have to make tough catches. Yeah. I mean, some of this is just like you said, throwing it up to those boys and letting them go get it. It is their best. It, it, it's, the, it's the thing they have that's that's better than, than Oregon's. It's the the one thing they have, and I'll I'll look. This is where I'll, I'll give Washington some some credit because I just got done saying I can't give a reason from an X's and O standpoint why Washington wins this game. For all the the crap that people have given Washington over, you know, all season long, one their running game has come around, and their running game has bailed their ass out. And their defense, too. Their defense, especially in the second half of games, has been fantastic. And they come up with stops. They have they came up with some big stops in the Apple Cup. Big stops against Oregon State when they needed to. And they held Oregon State to 20 points. They held Washington State to 21. I think they held Utah scoreless, if I'm not mistaken, in the second half. They gave up 28 in the first, came out and blanked them in the second half. Came up with a couple big stops against USC. So for all of the Washington can't play defense, it may not look pretty. But it is a timely defense that is making plays, even though they're pretty beat up. So that's where maybe if, if you're a UW fan and you're holding on to some hope, it's just that this is a gritty team of destiny type stuff. And, you know, if you, if you want to try to play devil's advocate for how you can hang in there with Oregon, as good as Oregon has looked, and they have been absolutely just shelling people, right? In the second half of games, they haven't been fantastic. USC kind of. Got back into it a little bit. Fire Will Stein. I think Oregon State held them to, what, 10 points in the second half? I mean, they only gave up 31 there. And so, and, and Oregon State had some opportunities there to to drag them into deep water and couldn't make a play and couldn't get off the field on third or fourth down. So I think if, if you're, Arizona State, you can't say anything because they just drilled them. So I, I think if you are, are UW, when you put on the tape, 
you, you, you tell your guys, hey, as good as these guys look, and we don't sugarcoat it, they look really good, just like we did in, in the first game. I mean, Oregon moved the ball, scored at will, but they came up with enough stops. They did what they've done all year. They came up with stops on third down, came up with a couple stops on fourth down, and they made enough plays on the outside. But there really is only one way UW wins that game, which is what he was talking about is, McMillan, who's back and hopefully getting healthy for them, Polk and Ndunze, you just have to make more plays on the outside than the other side. Well, and, you know, they were winning a lot of games with a special quarterback. You know, a special quarterback can mask a lot of issues. I don't think they have and a special quarterback right now. Well, I know. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Is like that. that's where they got away with a lot. Yep. And against Oregon, uh, he's going to have to, I mean. He's got to be the old Michael Penix. He's going to have to be special. Um, okay. So our college football turkey trundle uh, begins with Iowa, Nebraska. Uh, I don't know if you saw the two bros in the uh, sweatshirts. That I read, want one. Their sweatshirts said punts. <laughs> they showed up to the game with punts sweatshirts. I love everything about Iowa football right now. And I'm disappointed what, that, that, that this is ending with the firing of Brian Ferentz at the end of the there year. There is something oddly fascinating about watching those types of games. I can't look away. Because they're just, they're so tightly contested. Like, they, they just, and and then... You you think oh well this is clearly a score and they'll just be like no it's yeah. not even remotely a score no and then they'll throw it's like this clear this game's clearly going to overtime and then it's like oh wait no let's just throw a pick and then almost give them seven points like to win the game I mean <laughs> just follow me on it's this just and then and then Iowa throws in like uh, I don't know if you guys saw it but the final score was thirteen to ten yep so it went under the the over under was twenty five and a half it went under <laughs> unbelievable so <laughs> Iowa checks Iowa's over unders they've had they've had the last ten times they've had games of an over under at thirty five or lower it's been under every time uh, ten for ten. And the over was 25 and a half, dude. Yeah. And it came down to um, a last-second field goal where freaking Kirk Ferentz put in a guy who had never made a kick. Never made one, and it worked. Dude, the Iowa and Nebraska has a has a role in this, too, because they were... Awful? I mean, they were... Yeah, they were yeah. awful. It's like, it's kind of fun to watch. I don't really know why. <laughs> but it's just a comedy of errors and such bad play that you can't take your eyes off of it. So I did not see the first half, but I tuned in and watched most of the second half. Oh, I saw the first. Here's what I'm saying. The first half, I was watching it early. I'm like, all right, let's check this out. Iowa goes down like clearly. I think they got a, I don't know, I think it was a turnover. And they got into the into the red zone. And you're like, oh, easy seven. First and goal from the, I don't know, six. Nope. Stuffed, 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 missed field goal. And you're like, oh, my God. This is how it goes under. Yeah, they missed two field goals in the first half. <clears throat> yeah. and Well, yeah, they should have scored. It should have been up 7 to nothing. <laughs> so they got up 10 to nothing. Nebraska hits a bomb, and then you're like, okay. It's 10-7. It's like, all right, now this thing's going over. Oh, yeah. no. The only thing you got the rest of the game is two damn field goals. So I tuned in in the second half when it was 10-7. And granted, I had a decent wager on the under. So I was sweating. It was close. I was sweating a little bit. I was like, oh, my God, 17 in the first half. I'm like, I don't like the way this is going. So I tune in, and this is what I got. Punt, punt, field goal, punt, 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 punt. Miss field goal, punt, punt, interception, interception. <laughs> field goal, thanks for coming. Yeah. It's been great. Amazing. You know what, though? Ama if and every, I lived and died with every punt. 
Every single punt. Yeah, it's fun. I couldn't get enough. If you were watching it though, you had to have been blue balling a little bit oh, yeah. when the so so the Nebraska kid inexplicably throws an intercept. It's going to overtime. Yes. All you got to do is just, I mean, they're kind of trying to get into field goal range, but, not, but really. not really. So he throws this interception, like right to the dude, like Tony Romo style at midfield. Yeah. And uh, the guy runs it, you know, trundles down to about the, you know, I don't know, 20, maybe 30. I don't know. It was, it was no, pretty close. 37. So he goes to the 37-yard line. The next play, Iowa runs... The freaking running back almost took that to the house. Almost. Yeah, he r- broke off like a 20-yard run And had he taken that to the house, it goes over. I know. <laughs> but he goes down, and then they, they send in the crappy kicker, and he kicks the field goal. Believe me, when he broke through the line, that was one of those, you're like, oh, this is why gambling is the best and, and it's the fun. worst. You're just sitting there, and you're rooting. You're like, oh, my God, don't do this to me. Not now. Well, not now. Don't do this. It's a prime example of why gambling is not about money. It no. is about the action. The action. And the action is so freaking fun. <laughs> Agonizing, but fun. Yes. Uh, Mike Riley's still the last to take Nebraska to a bowl game. There's a fun fact for you. Oh, yeah, the Matt Rule thing, not off to a uh, rousing start, five and seven. <clears throat> and I, well, yeah, I mean, it'll take him some time, but... Um, I saw where someone said this, and I thought it was an interesting point. And you kind of chuckle, but Frank Solich might have been Nick Saban, and we didn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Solich, I believe. They ran that guy out of there, and he's been... He yeah. was at Ohio forever. He's, yeah, I don't know if he's still there, but he went and, and had some success. But his he was fired, and they brought in Bo Pelini. And Solich was fine at Nebraska. He was not bad. But uh, as much as Bo Pelini was an ass, Bo Pelini never won less than nine games at Nebraska. Never. Yeah, and but they, I think Frank it, Solich was better. Yeah, Frank Solich was really good. He, was, he, he lived off some of the Osborne stuff, but Solich had a good record at Nebraska. Dude, Frank Solich went 58 and 19. He went twelve and one, ten and two, eleven and two. He had a seven and seven year, rebounded nine and three, and they fired his ass. Fired him. And then Bo Pelini, I, I think, had I, I don't know if he ever won eleven games. I think it was always nine or ten. But they just, you know, they, they would win nine or ten games, but they kept getting drilled by Michigan and Ohio State and uh Wisconsin. They they would lose the three games every year against the better so teams. So Pelini went nine and four, ten and four, nine and four, nine and three. Fired. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> like that got you fired? Yeah, they hated it. Yeah. And now, you know, look at where you're at I between know. Riley and Frost and, and yeah, Matt Yeah, but Rule. you know what? It's so weird because we thought that Scott Frost hire was a good hire. Everyone did. Yeah. It's like, like wow, there you go. They got yeah. it right. And everyone said the Matt Rule hire was good too. So <laughs> Well, it just, I think it is. It just goes to show you, man, like you can be a good coach and it doesn't work out at every place. Turns out that winning games in college and building a program is really damn hard. So Frank Solich was Nick Saban, and we just didn't know it. <laughs> I think he's somewhere, like, he just is laughing every time he watches. Because yes. he was he was a longtime Nebraska guy under Osborne. Yeah. He just sits back and just laughs every time he watches what that program has turned into. He's like, hey, fire my ass, did you? Enjoy this. All right, uh, we'll wrap up the college football turkey trundle next on The Fan. One, two, three, four. Prime time with Isaac and Souk on 1080 The Fan. I thought it was a quality troll showing the Michigan State game at Autzen before the Civil War. Yeah. I liked that. I didn't. These uh, rivalry games, they're funny. Uh, the Virginia, Virginia Tech game, um, I don't know if you saw this, but... And I don't even know who the hell won. But after the game, the I think it was at UVA, 
and the Virginia Tech coaches and players were out on the field way after everybody's gone home. Yeah. And they turned on the sprinklers. <laughs> no. They were out there taking pictures. <laughs> really? Turned, yeah. Yeah, these rivalry games, man. It's kind of a little, you know, you little, know little yeah, F-U. a little, how's your father? Hey, get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Tech blew him out. It was like 50, 55, uh, 17. All right. Pasted him. Didn't watch. Yeah, I can't say I Missed watched that one. Can't say I watched any of uh, Virginia Tech. In fact, I didn't watch a lot of ACC football because I didn't see Wake Forest and Syracuse <laughs> either. What did you think of uh, Michigan and what they did to Ohio State? I thought Michigan looked pretty damn good, man. So did Ohio State. I thought it was a hell of a yeah, football game. Good football game. That's Two one of good the teams. That's one of those where like UW fan is is pissed because like they're like, hey, we beat Oregon and now we got to play them again. Whereas Michigan. The two best teams in the Big Ten are right there. Like, I love how right now I, I will get Ryan Day has lost three games in a row to, to Michigan State or to Michigan. Dude, Ohio State, dude, you play that game 10 times, that's five and five. I agree. I mean, Ohio State was right there. Yeah, they should play again. For they, sure. they should play again, and but they don't have to. And Ohio State's out. They have no chance of making the playoff when that easily could go the other way in a rematch, much like Oregon. Right, you know, you lose by whatever it was, three points, and now you get another crack at them. So I, I don't understand this whole notion that Ohio State has somehow fallen off or this and that. I just thought that was—I really enjoyed that game. It felt like two of the best teams in the country throwing haymakers back and forth at one another, and they got some pressure on uh, on McCordy. He threw a bad ball, and then that's a hell of an interception uh, that Michigan made to seal yeah. that. Because I thought Ohio State was going to go down and, and score. I, I really did. Too. I thought Harrison was going to make that yep, play. Yeah, me too. But, you know, it's funny, watching that there's just a theme there. All weekend, it seemed like. Um, started on Friday with um, Tosh Lapoy dialing up blitzes and getting after DJ. And yeah. When you sit back, and there was another game where, might have been an NFL game yesterday, but I can't remember all these, all these games kind of blur together, but good things happen when you, when you absolutely send the house at the quarterback. Good things happen. Sure. And that's what they did to McCord. Yeah. And then there were other games where you watch them sit back and, you know, they don't bring the pressure and all all of a sudden get picked apart. Yes. I'm I'm a believer in that too, that when you, you get down to the stretch, now when you get down to the, the final you position. Be aggressive. You, I, I do like being aggressive. Now the Sometimes when it's it's third and twelve and you run the you know a, a, a zero blitz yeah. and you know that's that. that's a, that's a bit much but I'm with you I love the fact that they weren't just going to sit back and let McCord stand there and, and throw the ball to his uber talented receivers and yeah I'm I'm with you I love when good things happen good things happen just, when, when you when and you bring Lepoy pressure. did it over and over against Uyunglele yeah yeah well and, and, and some good of the things and, happen and some of that too when when Oregon State's down. Two two and a half offensive linemen. That's a much bigger deal. The strength of that team all year has yeah. been that old line, and when you're down your entire left side, and then one of the backups has been in and out, isn't playing at 100. percent They just weren't equipped to to deal with what Oregon had going up front, and I think they ran the ball for what was it 40, 50 yards, something like that. Like 57. It yeah. was nothing. When when you can't run the ball uh, and Oregon State, and that's what you're that's what you you hang your hat on. It's a it's a it's a rough go. Okay, Baja Blast has new meaning next on The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better 
Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. <laughs> 